This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Building unshakable faith. That's what we want to talk about. Building unshakable faith in a very shaky world. I think we're in a pretty shaky world right now. We are. You know, things are kind of weird and wild out there at the moment compared to, you know, the way it has been. I know we were reading some articles about Iceland, and in the, uh, the last two weeks there's been a lot of volcanic activity there and a lot of earthquakes. And within the f- one 24-hour period, there was over 1,000 earthquakes that were registered in Iceland alone. And then I, I did a little bit of research, and just over the past two weeks uh, on planet Earth, um, they keep a record, of course, of all the earthquakes. And these are any that are from uh, four up, as far as on the Richter scale. And, uh, and there were over 1,500 earthquakes in the last two weeks. Our world is being shaken, for sure. Really is so, and that's just that one area in the in the earthquake area. Um, there's a song that is called "We Won't Be Shaken." I'm just going to read the words for it. It says, "This world has nothing for me. This life is not my own. I know you go before me, and I am not alone. This mountain rises higher." The way seems so unclear, but I know that you go with me, so I will never fear. I will trust in you. Whatever will come our way, through fire or pouring rain, we won't be shaken. No, we won't be shaken. Whatever tomorrow brings, together we'll rise and sing that we won't be shaken. No, we won't be shaken. You know my every longing. You've heard my every prayer. You've held me me in my weakness because you are always there. So I'll stand in full surrender. It's your way and not my own. My mind is set on nothing less than you and you alone. I will not be moved. We will trust in you. We will not be moved. And we won't be shaken. <clears throat> Do you ever experience any shaking in your own life? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been through an earthquake? Yes. You have? We have. Um, <clears throat> trying to think which hurricane it was, but we were down south and we were headed to the Outer Banks and uh, we, there was a, our kids went, surfing in the pre-hurricane waves. My nephew was teaching them how to surf. But there was an earthquake that day. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I don't know if they felt it up here, but we certainly felt it down there. Yeah. And, and then the hurricane hit the next day. We, we didn't get to go to the Outer Banks. It was closed off. They were evacuating it. So we Sh- Shaking has been pretty much far between yeah. times until now. Yeah. Seems to be, you know, speeding up the whole process, you know. You know, you guys are a part, a vital part of Faith Living Church. Mm-hmm. You really are. And we want to thank you for your support and time and energy and resources and prayer. Mm-hmm. Is your faith living? That's what we call ourselves, Faith Living Church. You know, your faith that is living is the kind that's unshakable. Mm-hmm. So is your faith living? Are you building unshakable faith in your own life and in your own family's life? Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says, With God, all things are possible. Are you facing the impossible, looking situations, you know, uh, looking them in the eye situations mm-hmm. right now. Think about it, you know. But with God, no matter what it is we're facing, all things are possible. With God. Without him, 
There's a lot of impossibilities. I wouldn't want to be without God. No. I really wouldn't. You know, I want to be with him. He says here in Matthew 19, 26, says with God, all things are possible. 100%. 100%. Everything is possible with God. And so we choose to be with God. And we acknowledge his presence with us, you know. And there's a way to be with God in close relationship with him and, and all. Anyhow, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, it says, That is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, you know, and turn their hearts away from the Lord. I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my you know, faith in just mere humans. And there's a lot of people who do put their faith just in humanity and what humanity, humanity can dream up, you know. You remember the Titanic? Is anybody on Titanic? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so, you know. Many put their faith in, in man, and many put their faith in the works of man. Verse 6 says, they are like stunted, underdeveloped shrubs in the desert. You know, is your faith in God underdeveloped or is your faith in Almighty God, is it fully developed, you know? So you think about that. He says, starting in verse 6 again, they're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness on the salty flats where no one lives. On the salty flats, and I visualize these salty flats. We had the opportunity to be on some salty flats once upon a time in a place called Death Valley. I don't know if you've ever been to Death Valley, but it's a very low place, and it's very salty. And you can see for miles and miles and miles and miles, and then tens of miles and hundreds of miles. And it's just a salty flat. But verse 7 says, but blessed are those, and I wonder, is he talking about you here? But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, you know, unshakable faith and an unshakable God, you know. He don't shake. God just, he don't shake. And have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Verse 8 says, they are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water and such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they go right on producing delicious fruit, you know. Uh, Colossians chapter... You know, I'd like to say something about this yeah. scripture here. It really paints two very vivid pictures. You know, it paints one picture of those who put their trust in man as a as a shrub in the desert, you know, yeah. that there's n not really any life there, and it actually says that there's no hope for the future. So putting our trust in man, there's no hope for the future. And, and it says that the, it's a barren wilderness, those salty flats. So you can picture that very easily. But then in contrast... It says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have their, their faith in him. And it says, and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Whereas the other picture, there's no hope in the future. But no. here, we've made the Lord our hope and confidence. And it said that then we'll be like a tree planted by a river. Our roots going down deep. You know, and, and that we wouldn't have to be worried about heat or drought and that our leaves would stay green and we would produce a lot of delicious fruit. Now, that paints a very vivid picture. Two very contrasting pictures. Now, which one do you want to be? It's our choice. It's your choice which one you're going to be. If you're going to be that shrub in the desert, putting your trust in man, or if you're going to be that luscious, fruit-producing tree by the river 
putting our trust and our faith in God. It, it is our choice. Underdeveloped <clears throat> or putting your trust in the unshakable God mm-hmm. when you think about it. Colossians 2, verse 7, it says, let your roots grow down into him, into a relationship with Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 says, and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts. Do you have Jesus abiding at home in your heart? Is he realistically alive and vivid uh, inside of you? He is in me. There was a pamphlet that we used to, to give out, and it was called uh, My Heart Christ Home. And in that pamphlet, it was talking about the, you know, if you can imagine Christ coming to live in your home and, and, and in your life. And in that situation, you know, would there be closets that you need to clean out, you know, in your life? Are there things that are uh, need to be gone through and sifted through and clutter removed and garbage taken out or whatever that we need to make our lives a place where Christ can dwell. I mean, we sing about it at Christmas about let every heart prepare him room. You know, yeah. we need to prepare our lives in such a way that they honor God and that Christ can indeed live there and be at home in our hearts. Colossians 2 verse 7, once again, it says, let your roots grow down into him, into Christ. You know, a relationship <clears throat> with him. And Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 says, And I pray that Christ will be more and more in your hearts. Is he more in your heart today than he was yesterday? Is, is he more and more and more? Is he alive? Is, is he real to you? <clears throat> Think about that. He goes on to say, As you trust in him, may your roots Go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. You know, whatever our roots grow deep into, you know, uh, they're going to draw it back up into us Mm -hmm. wherever our roots grow. He says here, oh, you know what we did? Have you ever put a stick of celery down into a glass of water with some red food color in it? Mm Mm-hmm. What happens to it? Yeah. It sucks the, the red stuff up into the salary, you know? And when we're talking about being rooted and, and founded in Christ, well, we're pulling Christ up into our lives, you know? Uh, unshakable faith has got to be found in God alone. That's the only kind of faith that's unshakable, you know? It comes by hearing the unshakable word of God. It transforms us when we pull that up into us. In Romans chapter 10, verse uh, 16, it says, but not everyone welcomes the good news. You know, Uh, although the good news, it produces faith, but everyone doesn't welcome it. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? Yet faith comes from listening to this message of good news, the good news about Christ. You know, faith doesn't come by listening to music. Did you know that? It doesn't come by watching TV. Faith doesn't come by watching TV. It doesn't come by reading newspapers or getting a doctor's degree or being, you know, on social media, faith comes from listening to this message of good news, God's word, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the good news about Christ. Faith is empowered, and faith, does anybody know what powers faith? Mm-hmm. It says faith works by love. Now we know that the, the word of God produces faith in us, but what empowers faith <clears throat> is love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, it says, But faith which worketh 
by love, you know? It makes it active, makes it effectual, makes it mighty. But faith which worketh by love, you know, uh, what does a, a smartphone work by? Has to be charged, electricity. Electricity. Mm -hmm. What does a dumb phone work by? Same way. Electricity also. You know, but if you don't have it plugged up, if you're not charging, it don't work at all, does it? That's just the truth of it, you know, to be honest with you. Let me read uh, Colossians here, chapter 2, verse 7. Again, it says, let your roots grow down deep into him. And we're hearing this, let our roots, your roots, my roots, your roots, grow down into Christ. Let your, your roots grow down into him and suck up the power, you know, that comes from him. It's a strong, vibrant relationship we're talking about. He says, and draw up nourishment from him. So you will grow in faith. If you're pulling up the nourishment from Christ, you're going to grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth, God's word, that you were taught. Mark chapter 1 Verse 40, it says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. You know? And he believed Jesus could do it. You know? Uh, and Jesus was willing. Uh, verse 41, it says, Filled with compassion. You know? Uh, have you ever been filled with compassion? Have you ever been moved by compassion, you know? And that compassion is talking about what? Love. It's talking about love. You know, filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man, an untouchable kind of a man. You know, well, you might get some kind of sickness or leprosy or disease from touching somebody like that. It says, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cured. You know, Jesus was moved by compassion. In reality, he was moved by compassion. He touched a man, and he totally healed him. It says, let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. Thanksgiving and, and praise is evidence of what? Faith. Faith, you're right. We talked about that verse last week, about our, our lives overflowing with thanksgiving for all that he has done. We gave out those, those mugs that had that, that scripture on yep. it to the volunteers. So thanksgiving and praise is evidence of faith. That's right. It produces faith in our lives. Now, what type animals do lions most often devour? Weak? Maybe injured? Mm -hmm. Sick? It says here in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Guess what tips Satan off that our faith is weak and vulnerable? Our praise turns sour. Has your, has your praise turned sour? Are you always sour and, you know, just kind of complaining and, and negative and all, you know? Your thanksgiving disappears. Shows up one day out of the year. You know, that's it. And, and, and then it's over with. Are you a grumbler and a, you know, a, an ungrateful kind of a person? That's what tips Satan off, that our faith is weak and vulnerable and we, we grumble and uh, we complain. But the Bible tells us, resist him, the devil. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, submitting yourself to God. Resist the devil 
And he will do what? Flee. He will flee. You know, as we think about that, you know, that, that's a, a warning that we should take heed to. If, you know, if grumbling and complaining is showing the devil that we're, our faith is weak and vulnerable, and it, it's almost as if we're, we're bringing on an attack from him when we grumble and com- complain. Right. And that we, we don't need to be ungrateful. I think we challenged everybody last week to start a gratefulness journal or a Thanksgiving journal where every day you write down three different th- things between now and Christmas to, um, you know, to thank God for three different things every day, to get in that habit of giving thanks, to give in the habit of gratitude. Yep. And, um, you know, this, I think this is something that we need to be aware of, that when we're grumbling and complaining, it shows that we're not putting our faith in God. It should alert us that, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to get back where I need to be. And, and, and I, I know through my years of, of walking with the Lord, I've come across people who talk about resisting the devil. You know, they're being tempted in an area and they're just saying, I'm just resisting, I'm just resisting, I'm just resisting. And, and basically saying that it's not working, you know, that they, um, but there's a key here. It says, resist him standing firm in the faith. But then in James, the other scripture that you quoted there was, it says, submit yourself to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Sorry. We can't resist the devil just in our own strength. We, you need God. You need God. And first we need to surrender to him. We need to submit to him. And then he empowers us to be able to then resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Because when we're totally submitted to God, when the devil looks at us, he just sees God. And yep. he's going to flee. He's going right. to get out of our, our lives. Complaining is a sign that our faith is slipping so when you're complaining and you're grumbling all the time, it's just telling the devil that your faith is, is, is slipping, you know. It basically signals the devil's attack. Mm. You know, hey, their faith is slipping. He will attack us, you know. So what happens when roots don't grow deep enough? Mm. Listen to what it says here in Matthew chapter 13, verse 5. It says, other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The plant sprang up quickly, but not not very deep. Verse 6 says, but they soon wilted beneath the hot sun, and they died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. And then I got a question I want to ask you. Are you shallow in your relationship with God. You're, you're much more a candidate to be attacked by the enemy of our soul. Are you shallow in reading and studying of God's word? Because reading and studying God's word builds our faith. Mm-hmm. Are you shallow in your, your worship and your prayer to God? Think about it. Are you shallow and acting upon God's word, do you, do you step out and act upon it? Do you do what God's word says to do? Well, in John chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Remain in me. You know, don't be shallow. That's what Jesus is saying here. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot... Be fruitful apart from me. Verse 5 says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Lord, we just ask you to help those where that siren is going right now, and you help the people and minister to them and draw them closer to you in Jesus' name. Verse 5 says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce what? Much Much fruit. fruit. Wow. You prosper and you succeed in in all you do, you know? And you'll be very productive. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. 
What happens when you remove a, a phone charger from the phone? It goes in. It might take a little while, but it's going to die eventually. There's nothing putting any power back into it. He says in verse 6, anyone who parts from me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. But if you say join to me and my word remains in you, you may ask any request you like and it will be granted. It will be approved of is what he's talking about right here. F.B. Meyer said, unbelief puts circumstance between us and God. Would you like there to be, when you're praying and asking God to help you and to rescue you, would you like circumstances to be dropped down between you and God? No. But he said, unbelief puts circumstances between us and God. Faith puts God between us and circumstances. I want God to be as close to me. I want to be as close to him as I can be. Mm-hmm. That's just the way of it. Matthew chapter 9, verse 28, it says, they went right into the house. Who's it talking about? They. Who's Two blind that? men were coming, and they were hearing that Jesus was in a certain area, and they came down here, and they went right into the house where Jesus was staying. And Jesus asked him, do you believe I can make you see? Question mark. Yes, Lord. They told him, we do. You know, they, they had been building this unshakable faith. They had been hearing people talk about Jesus and what was happening with the crowds. Now, they were blind, so they couldn't see anything that was happening, but they were hearing about it. all these things were, were taking place. Let me see here. Where was that? Um, Matthew chapter 9, 28 says, they went right into the house where he was staying and Jesus asked him, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. We do. What would you tell Jesus if he asked you, do you believe I can work a miracle for you? Yes. You going to respond positively, you know? Verse 29 says, when he touched their eyes, he touched their eyes, and said, because of your faith, faith it will happen. Mm-hmm. That's why eyes are open when they had been closed before, because of your faith. That's why miracles take place. That's why prayers get answered, because of your faith. And where does faith come from? Hearing God's word. Hearing God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing of almighty God's word. You know, Helen Keller once said, Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of overcoming of suffering. There are some people who are overcoming the problems by their believing Almighty God. She did, Helen Keller. She really genuinely did. She traveled around the nations and was interviewed and talked to people in other countries, you know, just because they inspired her by the things that she had accomplished. Mark chapter 5, verse 36, Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. You know, some folks' faith, weak faith, is is weakened by predicaments and catastrophes where some folks' faith, I'm talking about strong faith, is strengthened by those catastrophes. So do problems strengthen your faith or weaken it? It's our, our choice, right? It really is. What you're going to focus on, mm-hmm. what you're going to dwell on, what you're going to memorize, what you're going to read, what you're going to quote again and again, you know? Faith like Job's cannot be shaken. Think about it. Because it is a result of having been shaken that he had this faith. Mm-hmm. It wasn't taking his faith away. It was strengthening the difficulties that came against him because he was looking to Almighty God. Do you look to Almighty God every day of your life? When situations are happening, are you looking to the Almighty? Think about it. Psalm 16, verse 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. 
for he is right beside me. That's, that's the only way that we will not be shaken, though. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy. <laughs> and my mouth shouts his praises. My body rests in safety. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26, it says, When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. Uh, who made that promise? God did. God did. This means that the things on earth will be shaken so that only eternal things will be left. Mm. Psalm 33 verse 11 says, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen for his own. You know, that's an amazing promise. It says that his plans stand forever. God has plans that he has formed from the, before the worlds were even formed. You know, and God's plans will stand firm forever. His intentions won't be shaken, no matter Never, how, it says, can never be shaken. Never be shaken. No matter how things are looking in this world, we can trust him. Because he really right. does have everything under control. And back there in Mark where it says, Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Believe in God. Believe in his word. That's what he's telling us today. Not to be afraid by the things that you're hearing on the news, by the things that are going on in this world. That's but right. to not allow our faith to be shaken because our faith is in the unshakable God. That's right. Psalms 62 verse 1 says, I waited, I wait quietly, I wait quietly before God. Hmm. Is that easy to do? No. It's not real easy just to wait quietly. It says, I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. I'm waiting quietly because victory comes from the almighty God. It comes from him. Verse 2 says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. I will never be shaken. I will never be shaken. That's what he says. So many enemies against one man. All of them trying to kill me. Hmm. To them, I am just a broken down wall or a rotting fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but they curse me in their hearts. Interlude. Let all that I am wait quietly before God. Everything that I am, let me just wait. You ever pray? Yes. You ever pray and then wait for your prayers to be answered? Mm-hmm. Do, do you wait patiently? Or do you wait grudgingly? God, why haven't you answered my prayer? Let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope. And you know what the word hope means? Confident expectation. Confident expectation. He says, for my hope, my confident expectation is in him. Mm -hmm. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken When I put my faith and my trust in Almighty God, I'm not going to be shaken. God's going to be stable. He's going to see me through. He's going to bring about to pass what I'm believing him for, what he's promised me. Verse 7 says, my victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, 
trust in him half of the time. All, at all times. It says trust in him what? All, at all at times. At all times, 100% of the time, trust in the almighty God. That's what he's telling us. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge, interlude. So what are you doing to build and maintain unshakable faith? Is there anything you're doing? Well, let me just read you another verse. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We're, I've hidden your word in my heart. We're already sharing about how faith comes by hearing God's word. That's how it comes. That's what we can do. And we, you know, it's not just enough to hear God's word once a week, you know, when we come together as a church family. We need to hear God's word daily. We need to read we it do. for ourselves. We need to study it for ourselves. We need to memorize it, hide it in our, in our hearts. You know, there used to be a, uh, an illustration that you would use about that scripture, about faith comes by hearing the word of God, about Christ speaks. What was that? Christ speaks, and that's the way we hear it. We hear it through his word, mm-hmm. you know. Christ speaks. You hear, faith comes. Christ speaks, you hear, faith comes. Christ speaks, you hear, faith comes. Christ speaks, you hear, faith comes. It works every time, mm-hmm. 100%. Christ speaks, you don't hear, faith don't come. If you're not hearing the words of God, if you're not reading them, if you're not in a situation where you're being exposed to God's word, Christ speaks, you hear. Then faith comes. But if Christ speaks somehow, some way, but you don't happen to hear it, but faith don't come in your life. But if you want the faith of Almighty God that moves mountains and changes things, hear what his word has to say. Mm-hmm. And it will transform. You. First uh, John chapter five verse four it says, "For whatever is born of God overcomes the world." Are, are you born of God? Yes. Think about it for a moment. The the term being born again, you know, is in the Bible. If a man or a woman is born again, they're not born of the flesh, but they're born of the spirit. God's power flows into them and changes them. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 1 says, there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I'll tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, this is Jesus talking, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Verse 5 says, Jesus replied, I assure you, No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. The the natural birth, you know, when when a baby is born, big old sack of water, and the mama breaks, and that baby comes out with a flush of water. Doesn't it? Verse 6 says, humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. There's a spiritual life that's available unto us, genuinely. Spiritual life from the Holy Spirit, you know? In verse 7 it says, So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. You you must. If you want to go to heaven, you got to be born again. If If you're not born again, you don't go. It's just the way it is. You must be born again. If you want to have unshakable faith. That's right. It only comes through being born again because it's that relationship with God that causes us to, to know that his word is true. 
and that we can trust him and yep. it builds faith in our lives. First John chapter five, verse four says, and this is the victory. Uh, I kind of like victory. Y'all like victory? Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is a victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. And that faith is unshakable. Our faith. And then he goes on here in verse 5. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You know? Our faith really starts with believing in Jesus. That he is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And you, you read his word and his word, every time we hear it and we read it and we hide it in our heart, our faith is just growing in leaps and bounds and leaps and bounds over and over and over again. I like the way it says in the New Living Translation, First John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, for every child of God, that means 100%, every one of you, every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. So it's so important that we have growing faith, that we have unshakable faith. Every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Those who don't believe will not win that battle. It'll be a losing battle. But when we believe in Christ as our Savior. It says only those that believe that Jesus is the Son of God will win this battle against the world. Surely the most daring of all adventurers were men like Columbus, sailing where, no, where men had never sailed before. The crews urging them to turn back, threatening mutiny, still the captain stays his course and a new world was found. We must have the courage to set a goal and stay our course, no matter what others may think or say. Mm. You know, you used to have a saying mm. about that when you you have when God has spoken to you about doing something. What was that saying? Get a word from God. Confer not with flesh and blood. Get the job done at all cost. When you want to hear from God, you get into His Word. You spend time with Him. You hear from God. And then once you hear from God, don't let somebody else who don't believe talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. We can get... You we, get a word from God, confer not with mankind, mm-hmm. flesh and blood, and then you get the job done at all costs. It might be building a church in Plantsville. Mm-hmm. Get the job done at all costs. You do what God shows you to do because if you do what he's showing you to do, it will always be successful. That's right. But if you hear from God and then you take an opinion poll of everybody that you come across to find out what they have to say about it. Oh, well, it, they said we can't do that. Okay. Well, we can't do that. You'll right. be discouraged. You'll be distracted. You'll be hindered. And you won't obey God. That's right. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. There's actually only one chapter in Jude. So anyway, Jude 1, verse 20. It says, but you, dear friends, must... Build each other up in your most holy faith. This Build is- each other? You mean like people over here mm-hmm. should be building up the people who are around them mm-hmm. or friends or family? We should be building each other's faith up? We should. It how- says we must do it. It's not. How do we do it? By sharing God's word with people. It says speak the truth in love. You know, we need to share God's word, the truth of God's word with one another, to encourage one another, to and- pray. And faith cometh by hearing hearing God's word. Mm -hmm. So when you share God's word with someone, it's building them up. It's inspiring their faith to grow is what he's telling us. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You're praying in the spirit, not just, oh, Lord, help me do this. Amen. Mm -hmm. Lord, just bless my food. Amen. But you're, you're praying in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love, you know, and faith, it works by love, the scripture says. Over and over, faith works 
by love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. So it's saying here that if, if you're around people whose faith is being shaken, that we need to show mercy. Don't, don't criticize. Don't condemn Don't them. put them down. But instead, go about building up their most holy faith. That's right, and showing them mercy. mercy. That's what he's saying. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. That means don't compromise God's word. You know, we have a, we're living in a culture now that really uh, promotes and almost demands tolerance. But as believers in Christ, we don't need to compromise what the word of God says. We need to stand. We need to stand in love. We need to stand in mercy. We need to love people. But we, we don't need to tolerate. It says here, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. You know? And you, you can be tolerant of everybody else's sin if you want to do like the rest of the world says to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, those people do it that way. Are these, and there are people telling us right now, you don't know if you're a girl or a boy or this or that, but God made you. He made you a boy or he made you a girl. That's what he did. God made you. He created you. And he gives us no other alternatives. Mm-hmm. And you trust Almighty God. He's got a purpose and a plan for our lives. You know, then it goes on to say, Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. You know, um, what what is happening in our world, you know, over a period of years, is just that people get the mentality and you hear the phrase, only believe, you just got to believe, you just got to believe. But there's more to it than just believing because people can believe a lie. You know, they can believe whatever it is that's being said to them and because someone who is should be respected, like a teacher or a professor or or a politician, or a whoever, they think, well, I, sh- I should be able to believe in what they're saying is true. But that's not true. You know, if... Believe what God's Word says. Exactly. He's the final authority on everything. Yep. Yeah. A.W. Tozer said that it is not enough that we believe. We must believe the right thing about the right one. So what that's meaning, what that means is, is that we've got to believe who God says he is. And we've got to come to know him because people have some weird ideas of who God is, you know. And we've got to know God through the truth of his word. That's how we get to know him. And, and as we know him in the reality of who he is, then we'll, we'll understand who we are. We'll understand our place in this world. But if we don't have that connection, we think we can be anything. Uh, we believe our own imaginations, which are... Um, you can be a bullfrog if you want to. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's, there's Did I hear somebody croak? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's so sad that, I mean, some people are actually encouraging children that they can identify as a cat. It's a slap in God's face. He created them to be a human being. And he They're created either a boy or a girl. Us in his image. In his image. And and they they get into this whole deception of believing that they can be whatever they imagine that they can be. But if that is outside of the perimeters of what, how God has created us, we're just going to be miserable. We're going to be empty. We're not going to be fulfilled. You know, we're just going to continue on this path of deception. But God wants us to know his love. And he wants us to share that love with others. We, we need to love them. We need to not to condemn them, or, but to to be able to, sh- to let them see the love of God in our lives so that, that they will know that there's a God in heaven that loves them. And he created them for amazing plans and purposes, but they just need to give it, up, give it to him, give their lives to him and not 
hold the reins and say, well, I'm, I'm going to be this, you know? He creates us in the image of his son, He does, Jesus. but he doesn't create us to be God in our own lives. And that's, nope. that's the deception of the culture that we're living in right now. People want to be their own God and decide who they are when it's, it's going against it's going against God. Yep. So you done? I'm done. <laughs> hmm. I think it would be a good thing right now if we just prayed. Mm-hmm. We prayed for everybody here and all the people who are watching online, and we would just, you know, pray for, for their salvation. Mm-hmm. Or pray for them to renew their commitment to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about. That's what a Christian is, is a Christ-like person, mm-hmm. you know. But if you would just lead us in a prayer along that line, and then at the end of that simple old prayer, if there's anybody who needs prayer, you know, mm-hmm. who can come up and we and other altar workers can join us and we can pray for them. Sounds good. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I believe. I believe. That you sent your only son. That you sent your only son. To die on the cross. To die on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. He paid for them in full. He paid for them in full. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ not only died on the cross for me not only died on the cross for me but he rose again from the dead he rose again from the dead to give me victory to give me victory to give me a new life to give me a new life to give me a life of purpose and meaning to give me a life of purpose and meaning. And I choose that life. And I choose that life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen.